from the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu. Get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry product of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ishmaela Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233 your sickness, the battle of your shame, the battle of your disgrace, the battle of your setback, the battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said she will rise from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness and your loving kindness. We commit the service into your hands. We ask of your spirit and your grace to take over. In the mighty name of Jesus, I ask the Lord you speak to us through the pages of your word. And let thy name, O Lord, be exalted in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Open your Bibles with me to the book of Proverbs chapter number 24 from verse number 3. Proverbs 24 from verse number 3. It says that through wisdom a house is built and by understanding it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. For by wise counsel, you wage your own war. And in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. Seven says, wisdom is too lofty for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gates. Amen. Now this is recounting the preciousness or the incomparable nature to wisdom. That wisdom cannot be compared to anything. And wisdom is, is, is so valuable that when you ignore it, you can lose so many things out of your life. That wisdom itself becomes the central point of everything that one wants to do or one wants to have as far as his life is concerned. Apart from prayer, apart from fasting, apart from giving, apart from serving the Lord with all fervency and everything, the critical thing that you should, should all desire to have is wisdom. Say wisdom. No wonder when God have to meet with Solomon, Solomon asked for wisdom and God was so pleased that because he has asked for wisdom, he will add money to it. And so he's saying that through wisdom, a house is built. Tell the person through wisdom, a house is built. Tell the person through wisdom, a house is built. And he's saying that even if you want to build a house in its natural terms, 
you need wisdom to be able to build a house. In other words, you don't just get up to build a house. Jesus was giving a story and he was giving an analogy and says that which of you when he wants to build a house will not first sit down and consider the cost. What it simply means is that any project you want to undertake, anything you want to do as far as your life is concerned, you need wisdom to be able to do it. Because it will involve some planning. It will involve some expertise that you need to be able to get that thing accomplished. It will involve some research of a sort. It will involve some kind of money that you need to put in to be able to get what you are looking for to be done, to get it to be done. So, it is not just getting up and doing things, but you always have to be able to plan towards it. Without planning, you cannot get your things executed. So, you cannot live life to chance. You always have to plan for life. Tell the person, plan for life. And it's about understanding it is established. So, when you have the wisdom to plan, you now have the understanding to be able to put it into effect. So, once the understanding is there, you are now able to know, oh, this is where I have to place this. This is where I have to place that. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is not what I am supposed to do. And that alone can help your life to move forward. And he said, by knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious, pleasant riches. So you need knowledge to be able to get the things in place as it's supposed to be or what will connect to what and what will not connect to what and what needs to be subtracted and what needs to be added and what needs to be taken off and all that you need knowledge tell the person you need knowledge and i like the verse five. he said we a wise man is strong anytime you have wisdom you are a strong person amen any man with wisdom is very strong in other words you cannot outwit the person all the time the person knows what to do and all the time the person is able to demonstrate that strength and that grace i remember those days i like watching boxing and there was one boxer called penna Whitaker, and i know most of you I've heard about Whitaker before. I mean, if I've heard about Whitaker, I'm doing my lesson. If he had an encounter with him and all that. And in the in the point point fight, one man that does not use his wisdom more in the olden days was um Robertson, Robertson and all those guys. But one another man also is very wise and skillful in the days is Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was known to be one of the smartest boxer ever. Not that he's very strong, but he's very wise. In the ring, Muhammad Ali will provoke his opponent to a stand that the opponent will get angry. Then out of anger, the opponent will start to throw his punches with that calculation. Because one of the key things about boxing is not just being strong, but to be smart up here. Every boxer is very intelligent because even your punches are calculated and how you, your standing, your position, your strength area, your weak area, and everything is very critical. And you win your battles based on your smartness. And Ali is very, very skillful at that. So you find Muhammad Ali always flopping people. One of the terrible boxers you can find is Chris Eubank. Have you heard about Chris Eubank? He was actually taken out of boxing because he knocked somebody out and the person died. He is a British boxer. Chris Eubank knows he's very strong, so he relies on his strength. And based on that, he also has wisdom to read. So he knows where his opponents become dodgy and where he can land the blow to get you because he always goes in for a knockout. So he plans himself according to that. Then you come into contemporary day, the one that did not apply wisdom much in his boxing, but stands more with his strength, it's Mike Tyson. Amen. But there is another one called Pene Whitaker. Whitaker is a very, he's a sapper. So he knows that definitely he has some weakness in some areas. So when he's even fighting with you, he knows how to stand so that you cannot get his weak part. And he dazzles you in the ring as if he's dancing. By the time you realize he has taken all his punches because he knows he's not strong, when he 
faces you, you can land him and you go down. But he will take his marks by giving you the punches to score the point he's looking for. At the end of the fight, whether you are stronger than him or not, he had more punches than you, so he wins the battle. Can I hear an amen? Tell the person you need wisdom here. You need knowledge. It is important for you to know that your ability to be able to, to move through life with some kind of wisdom will make you keep relationship. It will make you excel in your business. It will make you do well in every area of your life. Never get to a point to think you don't need wisdom. You have to know that you need wisdom. And in a year of order, you have to know that wisdom is very critical. And he said in verse 7, he said, wisdom is too lofty for a fool. In other words, wisdom is too high for a foolish person. That means a foolish person doesn't go for wisdom. You keep on doing things and you are having the same result and, and, and nothing tells you that you have to change. You keep on doing it. You have to just learn that it is not working. I have to change it. Amen. It is simple. You don't keep on repeating it and going through and having challenges. And he said, that's not open his mouth in the gate. That means if he tries to open his mouth in the gate, people will shut him up. When wise people are speaking, you too, you are speaking. Amen. Proverbs 23 verse 10 said, buy, buy the truth and do not sell it. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Tell the person, buy the truth and do not sell it. In other words, it is important for us to invest in information that would enrich our life and our soul. It is important for you to invest in information that is related to even your field of expertise. That is related to your life. If you need healing, you go into the Bible or invest material in the area of healing. As far as you read them, you build your faith to deal with healing. If you want to have financial success, you have to get materials that deals with finances and read them. If you want to go into real estate, you have to get materials that teaches you about real estate and investment and read them. You don't just go into, into anything and do it. If you want to be in journalism, you have to go and get materials or information that deals with journalism. If you want to go into marriage, you need to read materials that teaches you about marriage and relationship. Every area you want to go into, there are information you need to get. So you need to get that information to equip yourself. Tell the person, equip yourself. Tell the person, equip yourself. Give me Psalm 90 verse 1 to 12. The psalmist says something critical here that most of us doesn't consider as far as our life is concerned. He says, Lord, you have been my dwelling place in all generations. He's saying that the Lord has been his dwelling place in all generations. In other words, if you take God out of his life, he's a nobody. And I believe that this morning as you sit here, I want to recommend to you that if you have not made God your dwelling place, you have to make him your dwelling place. Making God your dwelling place is not only coming to church, but having a relationship with him. He said, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. And verse 2 says, before the mountains were brought forth, or ever had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. In other words, before even anything came on earth, before even we have something called earth and human beings, God is God. Tell the person, God is God. What he's simply saying is that you can never take God out of the equation. God is always the number one thing in every man's life. So once you have God in your life, everything also falls in place. Don't ever take God out of your life and expect things will work out for you. You are heading towards disaster. Having no God in your life is like a car in motion without a driver. Hello? So that is how life is. 
No matter how smart you are, no matter how you gather your life, if you have God, if you don't have God, sorry, in your life, know that you are heading nowhere. And it's just like a plane that has taken off and the pilot has decided to eject out of the plane and leave the passengers to chance. You are sure you will definitely crash because you abuse all the navigation rules. In the same way, it's your life. So ask somebody, do you really have God in your life? So he says in verse 3, he says this, he said, you turn man to destruction and say, return, O children of men. Verse 4 says, for a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past and like a watch in the night. In other words, when you look at your watch, it is tickling, isn't it? And the hours are going by, the seconds are going, the minutes are going by. And he's saying that when in the sight of God, thousand years is like just a microsecond. It's thousand years. Amen. So when, when, when you say that um, I have so many years, God looks at you and laughs because he knows that your so many years is just a microsecond and you are gone. So, so are you getting yourself for a thousand years in your sight? I like yesterday when it is past. You know yesterday. Yesterday was Saturday. So just like yesterday passing, it's just like a thousand years in the sight of God. And like a watch in the night. And verse 5 says this. It says, you carry them away like a flood. They are like a sleep. In the morning, they are like grass which grows up. So in the morning, new things come. The old is even gone. He forgets about it. He's starting a new generation. So whilst we are waiting for the end of a year to say that God is rolling into a new year and we are excited, in the sight of God, every day is a new year. Oh, are you understanding what I'm saying? So he is not waiting for 31st night to say 2014. He is already in the years before you came. Every day is a new year for God. That is why any opportunity you have lost in any year, you can still recover it in any day. And verse 6 says this. It says, in the morning it flourishes and grows up. In the evening it is cut down and withers. So he does it like morning and evening. Because the next day he has to begin something new. Verse 7 says, for we have been consumed by your anger and by your wrath we are terrified. It takes his anger to consume us or when we go wrong it deals with us. That's what it means. Verse 8 says, you have set our iniquities before you. Our secret sins in the light of your countenance. In other words, that sins we commit that we say it is secret. It is like a mirror before the Lord. The light is seeing it. So there is no secret between me and you and before God. Tell the person, your secret is no secret. So if you will change, let us change. <laughs> Amen. Because we don't have secrets. Amen. Because it's before light, before him. And verse 9 says this. It says, for all our days have passed away in your wrath. We finish our years like a sigh. In the sight of God, the life of a man is like God breathing and out. By the time God breathes in and out, you are gone. So whether you live 70 years or 80 years, it is just like a breath of God. That is it. So in a sigh, you are no more. But you see how man cherishes life and enjoys life. But it is a sign before God. So it is not anything in the sight of God. It is just by his message that we are living. Verse 10 says, he said, the days of our lives are 70 years. And if by reason of strength they are 80 years. In other words, if your life expectancy in the sight of God 
in 70 years. If God will even be merciful, then you go beyond 80 years. But sometimes God allow you to live longer because sometimes he wants you to change certain things in your life. Amen. I'm telling you. Sometimes God can leave you to stay very long. You see, staying a long time is not a plus. Are you there with me? You can meet people. I remember when we were growing up, there was a six man in our area, very wicked. Even when you play football into his house, he will curse you. And he's a very serious human. This man couldn't die early. In fact, he lived longer. He was old. And to the extent that on his bed, even maggots were coming out of his body. He was praying for death and death was not coming. But the righteous man, when your time and your hour is fulfilled, you go to sleep and then you check out. May the Lord give you a sound departure at the fullness of age in the name of Jesus. The devil cannot take you away before your time. So it's in the days of our life are 70 years and by reason of strength, they are 80 years. Now life expectancy is between 30 to 50 years. How many of you know that? So that is why we need God the more. Tell the person that's why you need God the more. He said, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow. What you can boast in is your labor and your sorrow. For it is soon cut off and we fly away. You boast in your work. We boast in our money. We boast in our houses. But soon it is cut off and we are gone. So verse 11 tells us this. According to where wise person. He said, who knows the power of your anger? For as, for as the fear of you, so is your wrath. This fear God in the same way is the wrath of God. And the verse 12, which I like. He says, so teach us. Tell the person, teach us. Tell the person, teach us. In other words, I have understood that my life is like a sigh. I have understood that I just, my life is like in the morning. I see in the evening no more or whatever it is. So therefore, I need wisdom. So teach us to number our days. That we may gain a heart of wisdom. In the King James verse, teach us to number our days that we may apply our heart unto wisdom. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our heart unto what? Wisdom. Tell the person, teach us. Oh Lord, to number our days that we may apply our heart unto wisdom. In other words, all the days of our life on earth, we don't have control over that life. We don't have control over the days. We don't even know how long we are going to live. So we can we are living anyhow and saying that oh I have more time so I can just mess up I have more time I can just be procrastinating I have more time I can just take things for chance I have more time I will not be serious with my life I have more time I will catch some fun for for some time and at a certain hour I will change Do you know when Amen So in other words when when God gives birth to allows us to be born, immediately the clock begins tickling. So to God, the rest has started. To you, you are walking in life, casually. They talk to you, don't take it. You snub everybody. I'm living my life. But in the sight of God, it's a serious life. He's calculating your time. He's tickling. He's going. And you don't know, the irony is that you don't know at what point he says your race is finished. So, if you are not smart enough or you are not wise enough to take every day serious and to some of us that have opportunity to live longer, thank God for it but don't abuse the days. So, wisdom should teach you and I that we need to take every moment serious. 
tell the person, take every moment serious. Because you see, sometimes we live on this earth as if you are going to live forever. Even Methuselah died. You know Methuselah, the oldest man in the Bible. So, wisdom simply tells us that we will not be forever or you might not have everything forever. You see, in the days where things are okay, that is where you have to learn how to save. That is not when you have to be extravagant. Because whether you like it or not, there will be a lean season in your life. And it takes your lean season, sorry, it takes your, your harvest season to take care of your lean season. And there are a lot of people who today, they cannot sustain their life because they never prepared when the times and things were okay. Hello? So, it is important for you to know that everything we have now will never be there forever. Your strength will not be there forever. Today, you have the strength. You can conquer 20 women at a time. So, you think you are strong. You will not take anything. Nobody talks to you. Nobody advises you. Thank God. But you have to know that your strength to conquer will not be there forever. There will come a time in your life where you will be weak. Hello? You, you can just get up and do anything at all. But you have to know that as time goes on, your life is going, your energy levels are reducing. You get to a certain point, you don't eat this, you don't do that, you can no more, you do a little thing, you are tired and everything. Because whether you like it or not, you grow old. Tell the person you will grow old. <laughs> Tell the person, whether you bind it or cast it, you grow old. Amen. What plans do you have for your old age? What plans do you have for your retirement? Especially in sub-Saharan Africa. Hello? <laughs> so you need to plan your life. Tell the person you need to plan your life. So last week I told you that key number one for you to take life serious and walk in this way of bringing the greatest out of you is to avoid indecisiveness. Which is in the book of James chapter 1 verse 6 to 8 says that but when you ask you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double minded and unstable in all he does. In other words when you are unstable you can't receive anything from the Lord. So from day one you have to be able to make your mind. Tell the person you have to make your mind on issues. Tell the person you need to focus. When God wanted to create the heavens and yet he was set on what he wanted to do. He planned it first before he started executing it. A lot of us will not plan but we start execution. And you get to a point you cannot go on again and then you think God doesn't love you. So in able to avoid indecisiveness what do you do? The first thing you do is that you have to distinguish between what matters most and what does not matter in their order of importance. What a lot of us are procrastinators. We procrastinate. And he's saying that in order to avoid procrastination, what should I do? In order to avoid indecisiveness, what should I do? And I'm saying that the first thing you should do is that you have to distinguish between what matters most and what is not important in their order of preference. You should be able to sit down and analyze. In economics, we are taught what you call the scale of preference. I'm not even remember the scale of preference. It's a simple thing. Those of you who went to secondary school and all this, you learn all those things. And in a scale of preference, it tells you that you always have to consider your most pressing needs first because the needs of man are insatiable. 
In other words, you cannot meet every need of man. No matter what you, you can say, you, there are things you always need. And there are things you always want to acquire. Amen. You can never ever be satisfied with whatever you are looking for in life. And, and, and I said it this way. It might be my this thing, but hey, that is it. I posted it on my Facebook wall. And I said, listen, life will never give you satisfaction. And that is the problem a lot of us have. We are working in life seeking for satisfaction. So we, we go for drinks to satisfy ourselves. We go for sex to satisfy ourselves. We go for cars to satisfy ourselves. We go for houses, properties, as if that is what will give us a satisfaction. You gather all the money, gather everything, and still you are empty. It will never. Life has not guaranteed you satisfaction. But what life can guarantee you is contentment. If you are content with your Lord, you'll be happy. That is the secret of life. Amen. You have one shoe. This is what you have now. You are happy you have one shoe. And you are not bothered whether you don't have two shoes. Because you know when the hour comes, you will get two shoes. But you, you are making do with the one shoe today and you don't care about who has 20 or who doesn't have. Because you are not in competition with anybody. You are taking it at a time where you can go. You will be happy. So the 20 person is happy and you the one, you are also happy. You are working today, you don't have a car. Somebody have a car. Thank God for the person's life. And you are content that you are working. But you are not going to live in your working state forever. But you will not force yourself to get a car when the time has not come for you to get a car. You will be happy in life. One thing I have learned in my life is to be content with whatever comes to me. Amen. So I've been able to avoid a lot of traps. You, you can't get me. I am not greedy. My eyes doesn't follow things. I just learned to be content with what I have. A day at a time. Because in, in, in your bed, if your bed is even big, which side of the bed do you even sleep? A little corner. Your house can be as big as anything. But in the rooms, how many rooms do you even occupy? You have a Jaguar, you have a Bentley. I have Tico. Are we not driving on the streets? So why should I stress myself to go for something I cannot manage? And the young men of today, we are not happy in life because we are not married. You are single. Singleness is contentment. Are you understanding what I'm saying? God created singleness for you to mature. God created singleness for you to make all your mistakes and learn all that you need to learn. But what do we see? Single people are not learning anything about marriage. All they are thinking for is to jump into marriage. So we have a higher rate of divorce because the time and the hour of preparation, they did not prepare. So they enter into the marriage and think it's about filing of nails. Pedicure and manicure. And showing what character of ring they are wearing or what sort of wedding they were having. Without forgetting that within a period of singleness, attitude and character and domesticness and everything is built. God is not foolish. He prepared everything that will be content in life. But human beings for our selfishness and whatever it is, we, we, we want to get everything. You are not working now. It is nothing me you will not work. What it simply means that this is the time for you to take stock of your life and plan your life so that when the working time comes, you can be able to put things right. But that is the time you are murmuring and complaining. 
Because we don't understand the importance of events in our life. But every event comes to teach us something. Your sad moments, your joyful moments, your happy moments, your struggle moments, your sick times. Every time in your life is a lesson pattern of God and a package of life. Tell the person be content. Don't look for satisfaction. Don't deceive yourself. Don't start drinking the BSF. <sighs> satisfaction. They finish drinking and they are not satisfied. Bible tells us, he said, listen, the, the, the stomach is like a grave. Anything you put in there is buried and gone. Your body, the clothes that you are fighting, do you know people can even kill themselves because they want to buy some kind of a dress to wear? And when they don't get that dress to wear, their whole mood and their life even is gone. Their joy is gone. They will be angry with you for the rest of their life. The question I want to let you know is that your body, how many can you even put on? Hello? At most, when I am worried, when I go, I go and throw it somewhere. Because the truth is that no matter what you gather, you cannot live by them. Tell the person be happy, Joe. Some of you are sitting down so sad and moody and, and you feel like even blowing me out because you pursued something today or yesterday you didn't get it and that is making you sad. Who told you that is how life is all about? Do you know why God did not allow you to get that contract? Do you know why God did not allow you to get that thing? God has a reason for it. Instead of like David going to God and saying, teach me to normal my days to apply my heart unto wisdom, you are sad. a person, life will guarantee you contentment in God. Not satisfaction. If you pursue satisfaction in life, you will be miserable and be frustrated every time. I'm telling you. I am beginning to understand life better. Hello? I said I'm beginning to do what? You see, the very day you begin to understand life, you will not stress yourself on over certain things. But when you don't get it, you'll be stressing yourself. Your pressure will be high. You can't even eat properly. It's like, it's like you are walking in life. Everything is being given to you, but you're not happy. Tap somebody right now and say, ask the person, are you, are you sure you are really happy? <laughs> Let the person give you an answer. <laughs> life moves in transition. I posted another thing on my Facebook. I said, look, life does not have bus stops but life has transit points when you meet me in transit you have to know that that is not where is my final destination I am moving on to another place so you can be in something today it is just a transit point it is just for a moment I'll move on to another point it is not my bus stop so when you laugh at me today because I cannot afford something you are making a mistake hey tomorrow you will see me and bow down your head I prophesy over your life don't create bus stops in your life just create transit points in your life it's important. Jesus took them to the mountain of transfiguration and he transfigured and Peter and Anna saw his glory. They were so excited. They said, let's be three put here. One for you, one for Elijah, one for Moses that will forever remain on this mountain. They said, no, let's go down. Because the thing is that if it's about this glory you see, there are more glory for you to see. Are you there with me? 
There are things today you can afford. Some years back you couldn't afford them. There are places you can go today. Some years ago you couldn't go. But it didn't mean that you're dead. You are, you are dead. You are still alive. So what life teaches you is that you can do some things now. You cannot do some things tomorrow. Just be okay. I also said that, listen, <laughs> to be happy in life is to deal with the things you can handle and not the things that are above you. Some of you are dealing with things that are above you and, and instead of dealing with things that you can handle. And so the thing is above you and you are stressing yourself. You, you, you know you couldn't get the money and, and yet you are angry that you didn't get the money. Now truth is that you can't get it, so be happy you didn't get it. There are some fastings and prayers you have, you have also, and God laughs at you. Because in every prayer, there are three things. Either God says yes to give it to you, or he says no, and he says wait. No in the sense that at this material time, when I give it to you, you abuse it. And you don't even qualify for that till you are asking. Because it is not in your scheme of affairs of life. So I'm not going to give it to you. And you are dying on it. And he says wait. Because he knows that you have not matured yet to handle that which you want to handle. So he will take you through some things after some time before he hand it over to you. Then you are stressing yourself and you want to get it at all times. So what do you do? You will force yourself to steal. You will force yourself to lie. You will force yourself to do things that you are not supposed to do. The truth is that God says I will not give it to you. And whether you twist my hand or not, I will not give it. At the right time, I'll give it to you. That is why Bible did not say in your own time. He said in his own time. He makes all things what? Beautiful. Tell the person, don't deal with things that are higher than you. Oh, tell the person, don't deal with things that are higher than you. Don't deal with things that are higher than you. It's important because if you want to deal with them, you'll be frustrated. You can't handle it. Tell the person, from the day you begin worrying, have you solved any problem? No, no. If you have solved any problem, fine. Then continue worrying. Amen. But you see, you worry and you worry and you worry. And sometimes, even when the solution will come, it's very easy. You didn't even expect the way it came. So tell the person, eat, drink, sleep, be happy. You are running everywhere and yet nothing is happening in your life. You, even when you are sleeping, you are sitting down. I don't want to sleep. Yet you are sleeping. Sitting behind you are staring, you are sleeping. You, you'll be fearing off the road and then you come back again. I remember some time ago, those days, myself and my wife, we took a taxi from my, is it a crowd circle or whatever, we were coming. And, and this man and the woman, the woman was sitting in front and the man was sleeping, driving. And then you see the car moving and then the woman will, will try to engage the man in conversation. And then when she said, Go, are you sleeping? He said, well, no, I'm not sleeping, I'm dodging the portals. <laughs> Some of you are trying to touch portals in life. But the thing is that you are sleeping. Today when you go home, rest. Tell the person, rest. Tell the person, rest. Rest. So, develop decisiveness as it can be cultivated. 
Develop decisiveness. It can be cultivated. Think about what you want. Invest the seed of time. Contemplate and meditate on it. You need to think about these things. It is very important. Write a personal detailed list of your goals and dreams that are never changing in you. It will reveal an awareness of the quality of life you want to experience. How many of you can write this? Write it. He's saying that write a personal detailed list of your goals. Your goals are there. What do you want to achieve? What do you want to do? You write it out. Don't keep it in your mind. Amen. <laughs> document. Tell the person document. It's important. Amen. Indecision is caused by lack of sufficient or accurate information. When you don't have much information, you are indecisive. But when you have more information, it becomes easy for you to take a decision. So that is why you need to take your time and have more information. Let me give you the second one and then I would move on to the next thing we are doing. The key number two is that rise above the stigma of your past. Tell the person, rise above the stigma of your past. Amen. You have to understand from Psalm 90 as I read that your past is over. Tell the person your past is over. You can never, no matter how you hate yesterday, yesterday will never come back again for you. You have today. Make the most of today. Yeah. Amen. Some of us are sitting down here and we cannot let go 20 years, 30 years. We are still carrying excess baggage of the past in our life. And that is dictating our pace of today. It's dictating even our moods and our rationale to things and everything. Listen, it cannot be that for a long time. You have to know that you cannot bring back the past. You can learn from the past and make better plans for today. Your past is over. It is dead and gone. Tell the person it is dead and gone. Listen, tell the person it is dead and gone. No matter how you cry, there are people today, up to today, they will lock themselves up and be crying for a grandfather and a grandmother and a father or an auntie or somebody who died so many years ago and they are still mourning and crying. When they walk, if my father would have been around, then go into the grave and go and live there with him. Why are you here? You lost some job. You lost some money so many years ago. Up to today, you are thinking about the loss. You see, every serious person in life knows you will lose something in life. But you see, as you lose it, leave it there and move on to the next level. As you lose it, leave it there and move on to the next level. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't waste your time trying to fix it because life moves on. You lost some opportunity. So you thought there is no other opportunity for you. There are more opportunities for you. So your past is over. It is dead and gone. So you have to focus on your future. Because focusing on your future matters most. And not focusing on your past. Tell the person, take your eyes off your past. And fix your eyes in your future. Your business needs a future and not a past. 
Your marriage needs a future and not a past. Your relationship needs a future and not a past. Your life needs a future and not a past. Your academics needs a future and not a past. Your finances need a future and not a past. You don't dwell on your mistakes. You learn from your mistakes and move on. You don't dwell on your pains. You learn from your pains and move on. You don't dwell on your shortcomings. What you were able to do. What you were not able to do. You just look at them and learn and move on with your life. Because your future is the strength of you. Not your yesterday. Because your yesterday takes more from you. There are some of us today, we are still dwelling on our past successes. When I was like this, now who are you? We are talking about today. Give me a wave. Fashion has moved on, things have changed. Even medicine. Now, even in modern day medicine, there is no more surgery where you need to be cut. Amen. If you want to do fibrous surgery, there is a, they can just do something and the whole thing will shrink and come out. But still in Africa, where people are going, we are fasting and praying. Oh, somebody say mercy. We are... <laughs> We are living in a day where you can get all your information on your phone. But in those days, you know, you know when Mobita came first. When you see somebody with one so big like this and it's work. But now, you even can have your phone. You can connect even your watch to your phone. I mean, you understand? And you can pick your, your, your watch, can pick calls and do everything. I can speak to a gadget and he can give me everything I have said. And it will write them out for me. So writing books is very easy now. Hello. Are you here? So tell the person, grow up. Don't live in the past. Rise above your stigma. What you will consider as your limitations, rise above them. Limited education. I didn't have enough education. So that is what I'm not able to do. For God's sake, live there. Live there. Tell the person, live there. It has been detected that most successful people were even school dropouts. But yet there are people that are working for them today. And they have, they have been able to do their PhDs. You can sit in the comfort of your home and get your PhD. You can sit in the comfort of your home and get your master's. So stop complaining about your limited education. And I didn't have enough education. If I have enough education, if I now education is all over your nose, your ears, your eyes, and everywhere. You can learn. You are just being lazy. You're just being lazy. My father didn't take care of me. But are you eating today? Buy simple books and read them. You are wasting your time on radio, on television, and you are looking at things that is not helping you. You can educate yourself. Reading a book alone can help you. Self-education. Tell the person, stop complaining about your education. Because you can educate yourself. Limited education. Alcoholic parents. And my parents were drunkard. If they were enough and they were good, they could have helped my life. Leave them alone. They chose to be drinking. What are you also doing now? Abuse. Because I was abused. There are people who are living today because they raped them so many years ago. They are even afraid to marry. And even when they marry, they are in the marriage and they don't want to enjoy their, their marriage. And they are always fighting the men. And for the men are coming, they are blows.
happened so many years ago. She were counseled out of the trauma and all those. If you never have a counsel, then go and have one because you have to let it go. Somebody disappointed, so you are suspicious of everybody under your nose. When they are coming, you are sniffing. Amen. Divorce. You divorce, and people have divorced, and up to today, they have not let go. The circumstances, you, if you wanted to be in that marriage, you would have stayed. But you said you don't want to, and you move on. So leave that man alone, and you, the man, leave the woman alone, and go your ways, and enjoy yourselves, because you have divorced. That's not the time you turn yourself into watchman. You are finding out who is the next person on the line. <laughs> failure. I failed. So because of that, you are always thinking about that failure. You failed. Master, whether you like it or not, you failed. If you have passed, you have, you have passed. You failed. So thank God you failed. But you have another opportunity to change it. Simple. So change it and move on. Change it. You have an heartbreak. Eh, eh, this guy is a wicked guy. He broke my heart. Oh, my heart. Yes, he broke your heart, but your heart is still in your car. You are moving. <laughs> so the heart was broken, but it has been mended. So forgive that guy and move on with your life. And don't be so straight to still think that, hey, I cannot let go. Tell the person you can let go. Tell the person you can let go. You can let go some addictions. The most important truth that you must remember is that your past is over. Tell the past person your past is over. Tell the person your past is over. I don't care your age at this time. Some of us that are old enough, we think that, ah, I wish I am young to have done these things. Yes, it's a nostalgic feeling, but let it go. Because you can never be young. Hello? If you like, dye your hair. <laughs> Amen. Or cut it down in a way we know <laughs> you are old. <laughs> Somebody say mercy. <laughs> Amen. Hey, hey, and if you like, go and have some massaging or do whatever it is. Charlie, you are old. The guys are the guys, they are in the system. So, why are you not happy that this is my age? I will still leave it and be happy. That's simple. But don't be at that age and still behave like you are a, a 20 year old person and walking yo-yo and doing everything. You want young girls and all those things because you want fresh blood. You are competing with... <laughs> Amen. So tell the person when your time is passed, just thank God and then move on and help others because there are generations. You see, people can come who will be sharper than you are. Your child can know better than you do. Admit that your child knows better than you do. And don't find that child and say you are too know you are stubborn. Accept it. He knows how to go on the phone and mess up your phone and put it together. Just clap for that child and not say you are stubborn. It's not stubborn. What you know is what you know. They bring the school assignment. You remember those days, your own. <laughs> when they bring it and you can't fix it, say, this one, they didn't teach us those days. Don't try to show that you can do it and mess the guy's life. <laughs> Somebody say mercy. Somebody say mercy. So what am I saying in conclusion? I will continue. In conclusion, what simply you have to know is that there are things that are gone and leave them there. And make do with where you are today. 
and enjoy yourself. Because you don't need to die because of something yesterday. You have better life to live because there is more ahead of your life. And you can make the difference if you take time and go on with your life. God bless you for listening to me. Go ahead and give the Lord a clap of free somebody. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC East Legon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Audu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email us to icgceastlegon at yahoo.com or call us on 57 2260437 You can also worship with us on Sundays, first service 7 a.m., second service 10 a.m., on Tuesdays at 6:30 p.m. for our teaching service, and Thursdays at 6:30 p.m. for prayer service. You can also connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, and Skype. God richly bless you.